Lousy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Victory, I guess, Friday or Saturday, whenever we decide to release this episode of the Fly Sweet Podcast, partnered with RaiderRamble.com. Head on over to RaiderRamble.com for all your Raider needs. On today's episode, Jose and I are going to be talking about the Chargers game, previewing the week this weekend's games, previewing the Cincy game next week for the Raiders, and then we're going to be introducing a little bit of a new segment. Jose, I know you were at the game, man. How are we doing? How was the vibes? How was the collie? I don't know. Can you tell by my voice that it's like really messed up about how the vibes was? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Does, does it give a little indicator about how it was? Just a slight bit? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. You sound, no, uh, man, that... sound a little hoarse. Maybe uh, a little bit too much of uh, some liquids or anything? No? No? I don't know. If, if you say hoarse, then some of the fans are going to, then some of the, not, not the fans, I don't want to say that, but some of the listeners are going to be like, yeah, Jose's a bit of a jackass. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can but, call uh, them fans. We, no. we can have fans, right? I th- nah, we can't, we can't have fans. We can't have fans? We're, we're not that big time. I'll, I'll, I'll respectfully say they're listeners who graciously interact <laughs> with us because who is a Raider Inc. profile? He doesn't actually have, he or she doesn't actually have an actual name, but I just love the interaction they begin with us. But point is that, you know, <laughs> that dude, just the last primetime game at the Oakland Coliseum, especially being a season ticket holder since 2012, it was just phenomenal. I kind of I kinda of, I kinda of feel a little disappointed that like my dad didn't join me, but you know, when mm. when 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 it's a Thursday night game and you know, duty calls. You can't help it. But overall, I was ended up got to take up my cousin with me, and it was it was really a fun time in the in the Coliseum. You know, just pregame before that tailgating. I you know I busted a few tailgates, a little tailgate shuffle, if I might say. It <laughs> was it was really fun. You know, and I, I tweeted about it for those for those listeners that list that uh, follow me on here. Was that you know Las Vegas will never sniff <laughs> the type of fun and like impact that the tailgate at the Oakland Coliseum will be, and I did have some critics saying like, well, did the Vegas? Who said that they would? <laughs> well, yeah, that, that that that's not the point. The point is that they won't, and you know, <laughs> that's not saying it's going to be crap. But I'm just saying I was just living in the moment. And saying that, you know what, there's no way in hell Vegas is ever going to have anything because, you know, from the, from, you know, my people, the Mexicans, you know, <laughs> our culture from the banda, you know, so the old school hip hop that pretty much eight, that feels like 80% of the people play at every, at every tailgate. There's just, there's just no way you're going to, you're going to, you're going to see that it's, yeah. it, it just sucks. And it kind of made me feel a little depressed that this, I came to the realization that this was the last primetime game at the Oakland Coliseum. I know it's called ring central, but I don't give a shit. It's, <laughs> it's the Oakland Coliseum. We all know what it is. It's the yeah. Raiders stadium. And it, it, the last game under the lights, you know, the last three games under the lights, the Raiders are undefeated, you know, <laughs> Let's go. You know this game. The game before Monday night and last year, uh, I think it was a Christmas Eve or around Christmas Eve against the against yep. the Broncos when we all thought it was going to be the real last game yeah. for some reason. And, you know, this team has shown up and it's it's fantastic. You know, there really was only one way to go out tonight. And that was with the W, you know, against the division rival. You know, me and you, Matt, we hate the Chargers more than anything. Absolutely. Like my cousin knows I hate the Chargers. <laughs> 
So I was over. That's why my voice is messed up because I was like cheering my ass off. Yeah, I mean, if you guys haven't, or if any listeners haven't been to the game at the Coliseum, I know I don't know where you're from, but highly recommend it. I mean, both Jose and I grew up in the area, grew up going to the Coli, and you know, mm-hmm. still gonna be fans, still love them in Vegas, but it, it'll definitely hurt a little yep. bit seeing them go. I mean, it's it, the Coliseum is you know it's a dump, but it's our dump and. It's Damn a right. lot of memories there. But I do want to talk about the game a little bit. You know, the defense, ironically, or, or I should say as we all expected, right, was going to be the uh, the MVP of this game, holding them down. You know, I thought defensively, you know, we've given Paul Gunther a lot of shit recently. But, I mean, they were on the field for the majority of the first half, and they held it up. Um, you know, I'm curious, Jose, what do you think about the defense today? Uh, you know, compared to what we talked about just like four or five days ago when we recorded and released this, um, it felt like they were going to give up a lot more. You know what? So honestly, they did they did a cool job. Honestly, overall, they did a solid job on a quick, short week yeah. turnaround where you cannot practice, where pretty much you cannot try to correct your errors other than pretty much when it's a short week like this, all they're doing is looking at film. That's yeah. all they're doing. They're looking yeah. at film. And when they're looking at film, it's, it's it's barely of themselves. It's what the other team is doing because you have no time to worry about yourself or what you're even doing. You pretty much got to focus on, all right, what is this team's tendencies? What do they like to do? You know, who, who's their best players? What is their scheme? And, you know, overall, they had a very good general sense of it. You know, they weren't shut down, but they were decent. You know, at, at the very least, they were decent. And they did their job. You know, all the players – there wasn't really like a terrible like point you could say like oh maybe there was you know because Philip Rivers for a little point got hot yeah the number one thing that uh they didn't let Melvin Gordon get hot they didn't let Austin Eckler get hot which is shocking to me especially in the passing game with those running backs because I was a hundred percent sure that that they were going to be smart enough to utilize that mismatch which they didn't you know and that's indicative of them of how like dysfunctional the charges have been this season but thank god the raiders were able to overcome that but in terms of how the game went their defense held out pretty stoutly you know trayvon mullen is looking like a good corner and i'm getting like excited about it being the corner guy here (laughs) and this guy is like his intelligence is is like through the roof it's better than i thought it was which is great for a rookie you know keep that going keep building upon that like a lego piece and just see where we go from there but overall, you know, their scheme, you know, over there wasn't it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good either. You know, they did yeah. their job. They did enough. They got the picks. They made capitalize. Although Philip Rivers, like what the like every pick he threw, even mm-hmm. the one that was called back uh, that he threw in the end zone he, at that point. I was like, what is this guy seeing? Like, yeah. what is he doing? I was so confused. Like, I, I, Pretty much every pick he threw wasn't. Wasn't a product of the defensive scheme. It was just a product of Philip Rivers. Like, are you an idiot or are you just an idiot? Like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, this guy, does he care anymore? I was so confused. But, you know, you, you just got to give credit where it's due. The players yeah. came up. You know, Punk Gunther didn't then ruin the game. The players execute. They came up in where it needed to be. And Eric Harris, God, man, this guy <laughs> was a baller. I mean, you know, we've been talking about safeties and everything about how this defense derives off multiple safety sets and eric harris is a baller in this in the, in this formation and he showed up when he needed to, when when it counted and you know you, you just got to give credit where credit is due you know they weren't yeah. great but they did what they needed to do yeah i mean 
you know, I thought it was kind of like a microcosm of the way Paul Gunther's defense wants to function, which is that bend but break, don't break mentality. You know, they did end up giving mm-hmm. up the 24, but or, but at the end of the day, you know, when the offense couldn't sustain a drive in the first half, that's not really on them. And like you said, all those picks, our guy Eric Harris getting two picks, one pick six, more pass breakups. I mean, what else can you say about the guy? Guy had a hell of a game brought up Trayvon you know other than the one post to Mike Williams where he just kind of got big bodied had another great game you know for him and it it, there's there was a lot to be happy about with this defense you know I think last week like I said you know I definitely was harsh on uh, Gunther and he's making me eat a little bit of crow this week you know I, I thought it was a lot better you know little bit more thought behind the scheme and I mean you know you're talking about with Phillip Rivers just kind of chucking it up and you know making questionable decisions well, I think a part of that, and I think uh, Troy Aikman actually pointed this out on the broadcast, is the Raiders were doing a pretty damn good disguising the coverage, and he's kind of mm. just sitting back there guessing. And, I mean, Phillip Rivers, is a he's a well-traveled vet at this point, and, you know, not a whole lot you can see him. You know, got to tip my cap to Gunther today. Got to eat, eat my words a little bit. And then, it, you know, you can't really, like, take too much into account of this game because it is a short week, you know, like short weeks are just so difficult for these players and coaches, man. I don't think people understand it. Like if, well, if you do understand it and if you don't, well, for, for the ones who don't, you know, just think about it. Like it's such a strenuous process, not like take away the resting portion just yeah. like the actual, like trying to get into like the opposing team's head, because that's pretty much, what these teams are doing when they film read, they're trying to get into their head so they can figure out their tendencies, figure out what they're good at so they can counter against it. And doing so in such a short time, trying to mask your own deficiencies while also propelling yourself to counteract against it, it's insane, man. That's why I think Thursday night games are atrocious. I mean, you know, I'm such a hypocrite. I hate Thursday night games for the players and coaches' sake. But somehow, like every Thursday night game this season, even yeah. last season, all the games have been phenomenal. I've always been looked at Thursday night nights. Game. Sorry, I've always looked at Thursday nights as like, as a player, I get why the players and coaches absolutely hate it. Definitely. I think I was watching Gruden on the press conference where he's saying, he's like, he literally said, I hate this. Uh, mm-hmm. And I get it from that end. But yeah, as a fan and kind of selfishly, I love having another game on TV, another game on primetime. Another game where we can watch the Raiders on on, on a night game, but yeah, it, it, it's a tough call. It's a tough one on on Thursdays. Oh yeah, it definitely is, and it, it, it's just so that's why it's like you know you really have to give this team credit for winning it. You know, I mean, yeah. if yeah. it's if it's, it, I mean, it is a it was a home game, so but it's not like the Chargers were traveling far. No, know? they were no. in Southern California. Come on, <laughs> shout out Chris Y Song, that quack <laughs> Southern California boy, yeah. but. It, you just the short amount of time for these guys it's just yeah. really strenuous i just can't imagine it and the fact that we're able to do this and uh, it was evident you know philip rivers is not usually a multi-interception guy and he did that he, yeah. he just figured like you know what i'm on the road and i'm probably just going to be able to pick apart this defense because this, let's be real this defense was the bottom five defense we yeah. we, we, we roasted them on the last po- podcast <laughs> with sean yeah. And they showed up. They didn't get they didn't get roasted on. You know, they had some drives where they got like picked on a bunch, but it's like, you know what? Considering it was a short week, yeah. they didn't do a terrible job. They really didn't. The one guy I kind of want to talk about Jose is uh Mr. Cleveland Farrell. Oh god. 
So we had what two and a half sacks tonight. You know, I, I I'll admit it. I've been hard on the guy. I've you know he's taken a beating from the both of that us, myself guy. included. But I am gonna stick by the fact that yes, in my pre-draft ranking, he was number five. And I know tonight doesn't mean he's lived up to it, but I just absolutely love what we've seen from the guy in the last two weeks. You know, he's not there yet, but he's getting better. You know, obviously tonight, I think he took advantage of a little bit of a weak offensive line. But hey, that's what you got to do when you're a rookie trying to trying to make a name for yourself. And these last two weeks, I mean, I, I'm just so happy for the guy and to see him finally start to figure it out. And hopefully he keeps uh, putting these together and stringing up some good games. But I, but I, I want to hear you. I want, what, what, are, what are our thoughts on Farrell right now? Are we turning coat? Are you, you backing down or what? No, I'm not backing down, but good. I oh, hope he keeps continuing on. these games so he can he can make me eat the buffet of crow. <laughs> you know, like I don't I, like when I'm critical of these players. They're act, they're act, You know, some of our listeners are acting like I want them to be this bad. <laughs> no, I don't want them to be. I'm just calling them out for what it is. I hope they're bad. Oh, I hope they turn out to be good. If they do, I will happily eat crow. Like will I? Well, like, which I'm gonna do right now. Goodman Farrell is starting to step up. You hear I'm that, not, people? I, we have a breakthrough right now. Breakthrough. It's coming. <laughs> we do. I've never said he was going to be a terrible player. When I was roasting him, it was in the moment. You know, for what the seven, eight games he played, or because he didn't miss a game. So seven, eight games, however many games it was. He was horrible. He was a ghost. He was Casper. You know, he. it was indicative. Like we said it was Sean last week. It was indicative that he was being taken out of pass rushing downs. And today, you know, you couldn't afford that because it was a short yeah. week. So the same the same points I will raise about, you know, this defense was being good, but, you know, it was a short week, so give him credit. But, like, at the same – you know, it, it's kind of like a, you're, you're juggling here. You know, you're, 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 you're shifting the – you're shifting the toys that you're juggling, and you can't really key in on, you know, are, are you going to give him credit or not? You know, let's just stay on the point of giving him credit – and Clinton Farrell, you get credit. You had two and a half sacks. You know, it wasn't a it wasn't against the you know a stout offensive line, but you did your job. You know, yeah. I'm glad you did that. I'm glad you finally looked like you lived up to your worth. Continue to make me look bad. That's what I'm <laughs> asking for, because then I can actually watch a good football game. Yes. All right. And part of his pressures did adhere to his atrocious interceptions. Like Philip Rivers, what the hell are you yeah. doing, bro? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> but, you know, if, you know, Clint Farrell, good. Get some pass rushes in. He's, he's he's doing great right now the last two games. And we said it was Sean. He had his best game of the week last week against the uh, against the Detroit Lions. And he's riding it. Good. I love it. Keep it up, Clint Farrell. Keep making me eat crow. And let's see where we go from there next week against the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, I appreciate you you finally acknowledging the Cleveland Farrell um, I don't know what I was going to come up with, some sort of creative name, but I couldn't do All it because right, it's late it's at night. Two games. All right, calm down. It's been two <laughs> games out of like nine. All right. Um, all right, let's transition to the offensive side of the ball. I, I, I want to keep the, the good energy going. Obviously not the greatest game from the offense, but I want to keep the good vibes going um, right now. So I want to talk about the final drive. Coming back to last year and or going back to last week in you know, 2016, Derek Carr does it again. Renfro and Richard, it felt like one after the other just kept making big play after big play for about 10 each time, maybe even 15. And then, of course, Jacobs put the nail in the coffin at the end. You know, I love it because it made it two two-minute drives, one at the end of the first and then obviously the one at the end of the game. 
And, you know, the offense, like I said, they didn't have it all night. But at the end of the day, they came, the end of the day, they came through in the clutch moments. And it, it was just such a beautiful sight for me to see. I, I, I love it. It very was. And, you know, we, we've been talking about dating as far back as the Packers game. Like, we know this defense is not good. So it pretty much relies on the offense, which which is rightfully yeah. so because Gruden is an offensive mind. And that's pretty much where they have all the money towards on the cap with Carr and Gruden. So you know the offense better win you most of these games. And that's what they've been doing. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And it just – it's hard. You know, I was talking to someone on BART today and it's just – it's – I didn't want to talk about it, but because they brought up a good point, you know, imagine if AB wasn't a quack, if he wasn't yeah. a quack and he was actually somewhat, he doesn't have to be normal, somewhat normal. He'd still be kind of a quack, just be somewhat normal. Then the Raiders have at least one more win. But, you know, I, 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 you know, it's one, once again, it's water under the bridge, but yeah. like, it just gives credence to how much they were put in like an uncomfortable position and they're still being a very good offense you know john gruden yep. went from he can only call opening play scripts to now i can call a whole game which is great and yes. Derek carr is executing to phenomenal measures i'm glad because it's not shocking to me or you because all we knew like oh he's throwing short of the sticks which some of the times was just because like He's just throwing it because he's worried. But most of the time was because, look, come on, his his pass, his his protection was pretty atrocious. He had yeah. no one to protect him. We knew that. We acknowledged that from last season and the fact that he went through those eight straight game stretch of no interceptions was was pretty a good life statistic and a good accomplishment, I would say. And so, you know, the offense has been stout. You know, Josh Jacobs didn't have a phenomenal game today. Obviously, once again, short week. You figure that he wasn't going to be, you know, getting 25-plus carries. I would hope not because then you're just going to kill the kid. But they did great. He made the situation. He made the right passes. They called the right plays. And what they did was enough to win the game today. And now they're starting themselves on a nice run that could that could get themselves <laughs> into the playoffs. It could. It could. Yeah, I mean – you bring up the offensive line, which is the one thing if I if I can be my my balanced self where I like to look at where we can get better, I'll say that since we won. I don't want to be too negative. But sure. you know, one thing that I felt like is this was the offensive line was one of the biggest weak links on of the game. You know, obviously that's not nothing to be terribly concerned about because it's all is only one game, but it's kind of funny to me because this was the first game where all five starters were playing. Now, granted, Trent Brown was banged up. You know, Rodney Hudson was banged up too. So I get that. And of course, the short week. But it just felt like the Chargers defensive line played in the Raiders' backfield damn near all game. Ended up with five TFLs. Um, I mean, it, like you mentioned, Josh Jacobs not being able to get going. I felt like a lot of that was because of the offensive line. He felt like he continuously had to cut it back, didn't have anywhere to go. And then we ended up seeing, you know, I, there was one run that I thought, you know, Jacobs showed off is, was something that's not going to pop out on the stat sheet where it was like going to be a three yard loss and Jacobs ends up breaking it for five, not to get on a tangent or anything like that. But it just felt like a lot of like that in the game, a lot of situations like that where they're not really getting quite the same push. And then in pass protection, you know, giving up three sacks and five QB hits again, 
beat up a little bit, pacing it, facing a good pass rush. But to me, it's I'm not concerned about it, but it's definitely something where I'm sitting there like this offensive line, maybe not as good as we thought. You know, I'm not going to overreact too much to one game, but definitely something that caught my eye is something to keep an eye on moving forward. No, definitely do not overreact because once again, it is a short week. You know, a short, a short week, pretty much every narrative is off the table. Yeah. When, you're, when, when it's that sort of a week, pretty much any anything can happen. You know, that it's a short week. I'm surprised the Niners won last week and I cover them. And usually those short weeks like that is when like elite teams are the, are like they fumble the bag and they end up losing. But with the Raiders, you know, like I don't I don't blame why there there was like some pressure there in terms of the offensive line giving up some because you know, they were going up against a talented bunch and Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram and they didn't really have like an elite game. They had a game, but you know, it wasn't yeah. like something to showboat about. But in terms of like how we view them it should nothing should really be affected by them this game because once again you know these short games man they can never be they can never be overlooked it's really is a tough situation and as much as like i feel for the players and i really want them to get rid of it i also love it so i'm like such a hypocrite about this i'm so wishy-washy so yeah go ahead and like call me an idiot for that (laughs) which I, i deservedly so but it's just like you know, it's 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 a tough situation for them, and the, the fact that they had like a bunch of mistakes. Any player, you know, it, it's like, hey, you know what? What do you figure? They're not used to having their their preparation with their schedule is so tight knit that the fact that they have to bounce, they have to turn around on a Thursday night game just messes them up. Yeah. So it makes sense why they're getting beat, especially against like you know the Chargers defense. Talent wise, they do not suck. No. Even though like the record indicates so. They just mm-hmm. have just have so many unfortunate circumstances with injuries and just scheme and everything. So yeah. you know I the, mean you even saw you know, credit to them. You even saw Bosa and Ingram go down at one point in this game too. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean no, it's nothing I'm like I said, I'm not terribly concerned about, it. just something I noticed, you know, something I'm definitely gonna keep an eye on. You know, it is an older group, so I'm definitely uh see how that short week would affect them a little bit you know guys like richie yeah, they start Agnino. if they start if they start shitting the bed yeah. against the cincinnati Bengals mm-hmm. next week yeah. then then we have a case for this cause yeah because we're gonna wonder why how are you why are you letting the Bengals who don't have anyone outside of geno atkins yes to actually worry about that's when we'll have a severe issue <laughs> like this yes is, that's you know, true we might have to cut some players if you're getting beat by the Bengals. And I'm going hot take, cut some players, because the Bengals <laughs> have no one on that defensive front to actually worry about. And if then these players have some struggles, then you pretty much don't give a shit about your job and you should deserve to be cut. So but, but we, I digress. That's pretty much <laughs> follow-up for this preview. When you bring it up, we'll start to talk about it. The Bengals game, you know, it's – Obviously, 10 days away, the pessimist in me wants to try and think of how they're going to lose, but I I just don't see how they can screw this one up. You got 10 days to prepare against mm. a shitty team, like just, like you said, just dog shit, and they're coming to you. Like, I mean, what what are we what are we looking at, Jose? Uh, we're looking at an automatic win, or are we better, because if they <laughs> lose then there better not be a single fan. I don't care how much of a homer you are. I don't care if this team saved your life. 
<laughs> you better be critical of them if they lose. Because I'm 100% going to bet for them that they're not going to win. I mean, excuse me, that they are going to win. There's no way in hell this team has to lose. If this team loses against the Bengals with so much time of rest and preparation at home, then, yeah, you know what? Just just, just forget the season. Just drop it. Because the <laughs> Bengals have been horrendous. Just cancel the no, season. No, Zach Taylor isn't a terrible coach, but he's not a good coach. You know, John Gruden yeah. should run circles around him. You know, I feel like this defense will have success against them. There's no way the Bengals should drop more than, like, 21 points against yeah. them. And the, the Raiders should definitely at least reach 28, I would hope. Yeah. You know, I would hope. But <laughs> it's just it's, – this is the games you have to take care of. You know, yeah. if we want to talk – if we want to be all chesty about a playoff game, about a playoff run, you know, because you have the Bengals coming up, then who is who's who after the Bengals, Matt? I, I don't know. Uh, after that, I know they got the they got the Titans somewhere in, in the in the, uh. in the foresight – I believe and it's that hillbilly team. There's a bunch of hillbilly teams, at least in my the hillbilly view. hillbilly team that is plays in a city that is named after another state. All right. That doesn't really do much for me. Kansas uh, City Chiefs, they play in Missouri. Come on now. All those guys. Well, it's all oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That That's probably going to be a loss. I still don't think this team's going to the playoffs as good as they look today on a short week. But... If they are, this is the game you have to take care of against the Bengals. They have no one. They're not starting. AJ Green's gone. You know, Joe Mixon is the most threatening player on offense. Although, I don't know if Tyler – I think Tyler Boyd should play. Tyler Boyd's just all the receivers. He could dash them. But, I mean, I just saw the Raiders cover up Keenan Allen and Mike Williams pretty well on a short (laughs) week. You know, that's usually a given that that they should have been beat. So if you're gonna give, you're gonna be given more than ten days of rest and preparation, and you can't cover them. No excuse. Then we're gonna have some severe issues here. But yeah. automatic win, no doubt. So I do have to correct myself. After the uh, Bengals, they play the Jets in New York. So oh, okay. We should be looking at a little bit of a run. But yeah, yeah, that's I what mean, I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. We. Uh, I mean, the biggest thing with this Bengals game is I feel like this is the game to, you know, kind of flex your muscles a little bit, build a little bit of confidence. You know, I if I'm Coach Gruden, what I'm telling is we're competing against ourselves this week. We're not beating ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, I don't I would doubt he's going to bring it up or anything like that. But it's almost like you're competing against the spread. You know, you're going out to go send a message to the rest of the NFL that the Raiders are legit. And, you know, that's, I think, the biggest competition that they're facing this weekend is or next week. Um, is just because you've got to be able to prove to everybody else. You've got to be able to instill some confidence in that team to go on a little bit of a run. Because like we said, the Chiefs are going to be coming, or the Chiefs are coming up quickly. And the worst thing that can absolutely happen is that you have to have a, a sweat one out game against Cincinnati or losing, obviously. But I don't think that's going to happen. I would be very, very, very shocked. At the end of the day, it's I, I feel like this game's got to be a two-possession game for me to really feel comfortable about it. Yeah, it's got it's it's really got to be an automatic win. I mean, you just got a good, solid win against the division yes. opponent, the Chargers, who are also competing for a wild card. Excuse me, a wild card spot. And Patrick Mahomes sounds like he's coming back this week. And the the little window you guys had to actually gain traction on the Chiefs is gone. You know, one. at this point, you know, AFC West is like. Just get the playoffs, you know. Yeah. Send Oakland on to Kuno. You don't have to win the home game as much as I would really dope. love because then yeah. I'm going to have to go to it, which is awesome. <laughs> but 
just get there. You know, the Chiefs are probably going to win it. And just you have the easiest, second easiest schedule, according to NFL.com. You Let's need go. to take care of the business. You know, take care of it. Because if you can't, then we have, once again, like I said, some severe issues at hand. And you bring up the wild card. So I want to transition a little bit. We're going to talk about, you know, some of the other games that we're looking at this weekend. Maybe somebody's listening to this on Saturday. How we want to feel, how we want these games to fly out or fight pan out. And, uh, you know, what games to pay attention to. The first one, I think, is the Colts. I mean, you can basically consider the Raiders and the Colts tied at this point because mm-hmm. the Raiders are have the tiebreaker because they won the head-to-head, and they're technically a half game back. Um, so basically, Colts lose. Raiders are in the playoffs this week. You know, the problem is they play the Dolphins. Jose, Yikes. can we get a miracle? What are our odds here? Uh, <laughs> I would hope so. But, you know, at any given Sunday, right? I mean, shoot, you know, the Dolphins. Hey, they're coming much... off a win. They got, they've got the good vibes going. No, yeah, going. yeah. That, no, you know what? That's what I'm going to say. Like, you know, as much as, you know, on the surface, we'll just look at the, if we just look at on paper, oh, the Dolphins, you know, they suck. They're horrendous. <laughs> like, throw that in the dumpster fire. But actually, no, that team is actually still without, even though they've been unloading talent, they have still been fighting for a win. Yeah, they fight. And that's they part fight. of that Belichickian and, and Brian Flores yeah. and how what he gets that team. And that's pretty much why I think, you know, as much as people want to say, well, you know, what are the Dolphins doing trading all these players? Well, apparently they're trading players that don't want to buy in. Yeah. And good. Building Get rid culture. of those bad seeds. Get rid of them. If they're not going to be there, you know, you can always replace talent, especially the ones that they got rid of, you know, like Minka Fitzpatrick wasn't a generational talent. Kenyon Drake wasn't a generational talent. Neither was Kenny Stills. You know, I mean, you can yeah. maybe you can make the case for, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick. But overall, they got a first round pick for it. But, yeah. you know, the Dolphins are no slouches. You know, and that's one game that's going to be a tough one. You better hold your horses and like, you know, putting them always at automatic losses because. Like I said, they got that Belichickian in them because of Brian Flores, and he is going to freaking coach their asses off for those games. Yeah. I mean, real quick, if you had to put a percentage on the win for the Dolphins, what's the percent likelihood that they're going to win off the top? I'd say like 50-50 at least. You're giving them a 50% shot against the Colts? Yes, because okay. I don't know if they have I, – because I don't know if they have – if Jacoby Brissett's going to be there. Okay. Wait, right. I like it. I like it. Is, You're wait, more is it a home game for the Dolphins optimistic. or a road game? What? Well, actually, I don't care. What did you say? I, it's, it, it's, 50, it's 50-50. I was asking if, if it was a home or road game, but actually, I don't care. I'm going to stick to it. It's 50-50 because right. I don't know if Jacoby <laughs> Brissett's there, and I'm speaking in the moment if of the question of, of the, the shakiness of his status. Right. If Jacoby Brissett's <laughs> there, then all right, the Colts should handle business. I like it. I like it. All right, so then we got the Bills. The Bills have the fifth playoff spot or the first wild card spot, um, and if they can fall down, down they'll be six and three. You know, kind of in the Raiders' picture. You know, a little bit outside. Obviously, the Raiders' primary concern is getting after the Colts right now, but you know they do play the Browns this week, and surprisingly, the Browns are a three-point favorite. I mean, I think Cleveland <laughs> has the talent, and if they can spread them out. Maybe they got a shot. But no, they don't. I mean, I, I I'm shocked. Like I feel like hell no. I feel like the easy money is to just take Brown or Bills plus three, and you could 
probably go money line. Like I don't, I, I got to be honest. Like, I mean, the guys in the desert. Trust me, I've lost a lot of Come money on. to them. Come but, on. What? Yeah. It, Come on. I, make I the right know. decision. You know what it is, Matt. Stop. Stop playing no, around. No, I'm saying taking stop the Bills plus us. three. I'm saying taking the Bills plus three. I'm just saying exactly. I don't know what the guys in Vegas. But that's the thing. It's like I've lost so much money gambling on football that I'm like, this scares me. Like what, what's going it on? Yeah, because you know, oh, Mr. Moneybags over here. This feels like I, I I would lay a lot of cheese on there. Give me, oh, I would put pepper jack, cheddar, how many and Monterey on this play? So easy. If gen, the degenerate in me is telling you guys, put your life savings on this game. Oh. Honestly, because there's no way in hell the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Brownies are gonna beat. Bills, man. I don't care the shit if it's at home. The the Browns suck. Freddie Kitchens cannot call an offense. And clearly, he cannot. He no. can't call yeah, shit. He's, he's horrendous. He doesn't know he doesn't know right from left. He doesn't know anything. And I'm shocked because second half of the season he actually was calling some decent plays. He wasn't terrible. He looked like capable. But you know what? John Dorsey, you gotta take the shot. You're the veteran. You know, from the Kansas City Chiefs, from a successful organization, and you are giving a turd sandwich to the Cleveland <laughs> fans. Bills, Bills are cleaning up house. It, it, the, the, they're handling the business. They're they're sweeping that ass. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think I think Freddie Kitchens is a is a big problem over there. I feel like he's way in way over his head. And again, I I don't understand that line makes zero sense to me. Sense. All right. Next, we got the Steelers who sit a half game. Currently back of uh, Oakland, they're playing LA at home. Um, you know, Goff's been struggling on the road this year, but what I like about this game is they had the week to prepare. I was watching on uh, Sports Center, uh, Sean McVay. I think I don't know if this included the Super Bowl. Um, it might have, but Sean McVay is like eight and one with uh, extra time to prepare. I like that. I think the the extra time will give him some uh, give him some time to figure out their offensive woes. And I just don't think uh, Mason Rudolph is going to be able to get it done. So I think the Raiders can, you know, pick up a game or not pick up a game, gain a little bit of ground on the Steelers this week. What do you think about it? Uh, you know, yeah, that should be a game that the Rams win off top. Yeah. You know, because you figure coming off a bye, if you're a legitimate team and you're coming off a bye, that it, it doesn't matter. It, I don't care who you're playing. That should be an automatic win, which is why I was so critical. I was so critical about the Raiders losing to the Packers. You know, you're coming off you're coming off your bye. You spent all that time resting, preparing, and you didn't lose by just a score. You lost by multiple scores. But that was a Derek Carr issue. We talked about it before. Um, the Rams should handle business because Mason Rudolph is nobody. I don't care <laughs> if he's been doing a good yeah. job managing. All right, cool. I don't care about game managers. Game managers doesn't do anything for anyone. And the Steelers' defense is overrated. They're cool, cool. They, they can they can hang around, but they're not stout, like as as propped up as they're getting, which I've been seeing. And the Rams should have no business and give the Raiders a good, nice edge. Yeah, I I, I hear you. I, I don't think I don't think the Steelers get it done this week. I think they've played. They've been hot recently, but I think they've been the beneficiary of playing some bad teams too. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, then we have the Jags who are on a bye. Obviously not going to be talking about them. And then probably the biggest game of the weekend for the Raiders as far as, you know, any game that they don't play in, the Titans play the Chiefs. 
Now, Sheesh. obviously, this is huge. The Titans are in the playoff picture, but you know they're kind of that pesky team where they can beat anybody, but I don't know if they're going to be able to. They can also lose to anybody, and I don't know if they're going to be able to knock off the Chiefs. I don't know. I mean, Pat Mahomes, he's been practicing. A little banged up. I mean, I don't know. Can I convince? Can I convince you to that the Titans can pull this one off? They got a good defense. No. no good no, running game. No. Beat them a couple of years ago. No. In the playoffs. No. In Kansas City. No. Um, Pat no. Mahomes, he's hurt. I'm gonna keep repeating things until I get a yes. No. Um, the good defense. The no chance. Hell no! Stop it! <laughs> Shit, man. The Chiefs, yeah, man, are going to win in division and they're going to whoop that ass. Come on, let's be real. Come what on. happened to the optimistic guy that was telling me the Dolphins were going to beat the, the Colts for us this week? I need that guy back. I need him back. All right, come on, man. Just don't take realism for optimistic. Uh, that's your interpretation. It's not my fault. But, <laughs> no. no, man, come on. Yeah, they don't I mean, even need Patrick Mahomes for that game, to be honest. I mean, I know T- Tannehill is an upgrade for Marcus Mayota, 100%. But uh, that that I can't ever I can't key in on the Titans, you know, and that's why I will never gamble on them because you, you just never know what those guys are. I they running? God. Are they passing or are they good? De- I I don't know. They're like they're they're cool. They're they're like a solid running team and a solid defense. Matter of fact, they should be an elite defense because Mike Vrabel's concepts have been good, but his players just don't execute what the, what what he wants. Yeah. And. It's just uh, it's it's kind of frustrating, and I can only imagine how he's feeling, and especially now that he actually has a quarterback that doesn't ruin the game. <laughs> but the Titans, you know, they've just been on they, they're just all over the place. You know, you're just imagine just a whiteboard, and you're just scribbling wherever the hell you want. <laughs> no, the, the the Chiefs are gonna have an easy win with them. Yeah, I mean, I I really want to convince myself, but like you said, I it's just, it's so hard to fathom. Um, you know, Terrible. Like you said, I think you hit the nail right on the head. You're like every time I bet on the Titans, I lose. Whether I bet on them or against <laughs> them, that's just they're the the most like five hundred eight and eight seven and nine team like just ever. And Jeff Fisher is like the all time winning coach, so it makes sense. Jeff Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, guys, we're gonna introduce a new segment. We're gonna start doing every week. It's going to be called Picks Without Thought. We're going to go through every game with the spread. Each of us are going to have five seconds to pick. We're going to rattle them off quick, quick, quick. Oh. All right. You ready for this, Jose? Uh, yes, of course. The Jenner in me has been drooling. All right. Let's go. Cue the music. All right. First game, we got Detroit-Chicago. Chicago's favored by three and a half. What do you got? Oh, Detroit off top. Easy. The don't trust Mitchell Trubisky. And as we just saw in Oakland, the Lions are not a bad team and they should handle business with the Bears. I don't care if it's home or away. I'm going with Chicago in this one just because I think, I think they're going to bounce back this week. It's a division game. I think Detroit starts to fall off. I think they start to. Uh, I think last week losing the Raiders is going to hurt them. All just right, for th- argument's sake, is that a home game or a road game? It is in Chicago. Ooh, all right. I still don't care. I'm still taking the, the Lions. All right. Next week, then, we got Atlanta versus New Orleans. New Orleans minus 13. Oh, my God. I hate games like this. <laughs> I would never touch double digits, but, oh, damn. Is is Matt Ryan playing? I don't know. You're I don't supposed know. to I'm have gonna, five seconds to make the pick. I'm going to assume that Matt Ryan does not play, and I am going to take 
the Atlanta Falcons because those garbage points wow. always show up no matter who the quarterback is. And Matt Schaub, Matt Schaub balled out. He threw for 400 plus yards and multiple touchdowns. What the hell is going on? Those garbage touchdowns for the Falcons, doesn't matter who the quarterback is. They come yeah. up. I'm taking those plus plus 13 and a half for the Falcons. Yeah, I'm taking the points. I'm never taking a double-digit spread uh, favorite in the NFL. Hell no. All right, we talked about this one recently. We got Kansas City minus four and a half at Tan- Tennessee. Who are you going with? Kansas City, no doubt. They should win by a touchdown at, at the very least. At the very least. It's, it's, Come on. I'm going to go with the good vibes, and I'm going to take the four and a half. Give me the points. Give me the points. I just want the points. What a homer. (laughs) I am. I am. Total homer. (laughs) All right. Baltimore, Cincinnati. Baltimore minus 10 in Cincinnati. Oh, my God. Give me Cincinnati. Just kidding. No, I'm taking Baltimore. Come on, man. Cincinnati is horrendous. I don't. Once again, I don't care if it's home or away. Baltimore's gonna handle business, and they're gonna be stout on defense. And Lamar Jackson is gonna run over them like it's roadkill times eight. All right, game we talked about earlier. Earlier, looks like the line's down to two and a half. Two and a half. Cleveland. Cleveland over Buffalo. All the money in the world, so I can put it on Buffalo. This is like my lock of the week. This is the lock of the season. Oh. You know. Cleveland Browns are horrendous. But let's be real. The, the coach sucks. Baker Mayfield is shit. And the Buffalo Bills should not be ones to mess with. Their defense is legit. Their offense is okay, but they will run over them. Once again, this is a road game for them, and they should handle their business with no effort needed. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I got to go with Buffalo on this one. I'm not I'm not going to try and screw this one up. I'm going to take the cheese if I... It's uh, so Easy to if pick, it's a trap, man. I'm falling Why is it for no it. One picking on it? It's easy money. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised the line hasn't already swung to <laughs> plus four Cleveland. I don't care if they're home. Yeah. All right, then we got the Giants at Jets. I mean, basically, no such thing as home field in that game. Um, <laughs> Jets minus one and a half. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Giants. I think the I'm Jets are pretty shitty. You know, the Giants. Um, all right, and then we got Arizona at Tampa Bay. Uh, we got Tampa Bay minus five and a half. I don't know about you. I, I kind of like Arizona on that one. Give me the points in that one. I, I, you know what? I will go Arizona as well, just because of what I saw last week against the San Francisco yeah. 49ers at home. I know, once again, short week is hard to tell, but they will get David Johnson back. And that defense is not as terrible as I thought, because Vance Joseph is a horrendous defensive coordinator. But, it, you know, I yeah. feel like, you know, garbage points will come in the end and they should keep it within a score. I mean, they have talent on defense, too. Huda ba- or yeah, Huda yeah, Baker definitely. had a pretty damn good game against George Kittle. You know, kind of went back and forth. And then, obviously, Byron Murphy, Pat Pete, you know, got some talent over yeah. there. All right, then we got uh, Miami at Indy. Um, Jose, Ari, I should, can I book you down for the 15 and a half? I'm taking Miami off top. Oh, yeah. it's, Give me those easy. points. Give me those points. No explanation on that one. All right, then we got Green Bay, Carolina. Green Bay minus seven. This one's interesting to me, not because I think Carolina is going to win, but I think that seven-point spread is going to come into play. What do you think? Hell yeah, that's probably like the the don't-touch game of the week because those two teams are legitimate playoff contenders, and that is, uh, oh my God, man, you have to be Sherlock Holmes to try to be able to key in on what's (laughs) going on here. But I'm gonna gonna go with Carolina for sure because the after 
Yeah, I'm taking Carolina for sure because there's no way in hell that defense of the Packers is going to remotely contain Christian McCaffrey. And Kyle Allen is no slouch either. I know he had a shitty game against the 49ers, but he bounced back. And what's not getting talked about enough is the Panthers' defense. Their defense is legit too, so it should be a close game. Keep it within a score. See, I think... I think Green Bay will get torn up by Chris McCaffrey, like you said. I think Jacobs did pretty well against them when they uh, yes. p- played the Raiders. Um, but ultimately, I think Green Bay, you know, especially getting by embarrassed in L.A. in their home game in L.A. last week, you know, I, I like them to bounce back, and I feel like they want to they want to keep pace with the Niners a little bit. And since the Niners blew them out, have a little more motivation for, for that one. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the favorite on that one. All right, we got the Rams at Pittsburgh. Rams are three and a half point favorites in Pittsburgh. Who you got? Give me the Rams off top. They have to win that one. Yeah. For sure by a touchdown at least, you know, coming off a bye. McVay has to be coming for blood and try to run the table because the NFC West race is getting tight. Yeah. Yeah, I like the Rams on that one too for a lot of the reasons you said and what we were talking about before with uh, McVay doing pretty damn well in his young career off the bye. All right, then we got Minnesota and Dallas. Another interesting one. Dallas minus three here. If you think of home field, that's basically, you know, that's the the three points uh, advantage that Vegas usually gives it. Pretty even game. It's in Dallas? In Dallas, yeah. Oh, wow, your your girl's going to be mad that I say this. I'm taking the Vikings by (laughs) 10 points. They're going to win by 10. They're going to win 24 to 34. You know, the Vikings... Dude, that's, that, it feels like it's almost like my second favorite team almost because I love watching them. They're just loaded with talent. And it, I feel like a hypocrite because I'm always talking so much crap about Mike Zimmer. But, you know, the Vikings are a legit team and the Cowboys are nuts. They do not deserve to be in the playoffs because they have Dak Prescott as their quarterback. And as much as, like, Amari Cooper's helping them out and Ezekiel. Don't Alley, start this over again with me, please. You know how Cow- long I had to hear about the Dak Prescott. The Cowboys are not a good team. You know, they can compete with, like, most teams, but they do not deserve any in the playoffs. Dak Prescott is horrendous. The Vikings should whoop that ass like The Rock did to many of his opponents in WWE. Yeah. I mean, I know you mentioned uh, not wanting to piss off my girlfriend. Take the Vikings. <laughs> oh, well, looks like we're both pissed her off there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now we got Monday night, which is probably going to be my favorite game of the weekend, obviously, besides the Raider game. Get a little kicking it back to 2013. Seattle, San Francisco with the division kind of in the or in the balance at this point in the season. We got San Francisco minus five and a half. That's dropped from six earlier today. I'm taking the Niners. I think after watching the Seahawks last couple games on Game Pass, that defense is horrendous. The 49ers should should easily beat them down like a back alley brawl. You know, as much as I want to respect the Seahawks, I can't. Because other than Russell Wilson, who else do they have? I mean, I understand they have Tyler Lockett and a, a raw-ass running game with Chris Carson. Their defense is horrendous. Kyle Shanahan has to be drooling. Easily, they're going to win by double digits. See, I I don't know. I, I just feel like with the rivalry, I think, with Russell Wilson, I like the points there. I think San Francisco gets it done, but give me the five in the hook there. Negative. I'm cool with that. <laughs> All right, so that was Picks Without Thought. Um, probably a little bit longer than we had originally anticipated, but that's all right. Before we wrap up, I just kind of want to say this one little one little thought about the Raiders real quick. I absolutely love the direction they're heading in, and it's not just this year. 
We're seeing Farrell play better, Crosby stepping up as a starter, Mullen holding his own in coverage, and then on offense you have third and Renfro coming up big when it matters most, Engle paving the way and getting more involved in the offense, and of course there's Josh Jacobs whose just body of work speaks for itself. And what was it, last week every single touchdown that was scored was scored by a rookie. You know, the trajectory of this team is just heading in the right direction, and I'm just so goddamn proud of the way they played and you know, I was just so excited to see that this potential playoff run in the last uh, the last season in Oakland, and then it just makes me so fired up, man. And we should feel that way. And I'm just reading a tweet by Vic Tafer of the Athletic. He tweeted before the last drive of the game, Derek Carr told the offensive line, "If you guys hold up, we win this game." And then Trent Brown replied to him, "We got you," and gave him a wink. And Let's look, go. they. And they sealed the deal. So this team is buying into each other. They're buying into Gruden. So as much as I like to talk shit about Gruden, rightfully so, he's still doing a lot of right things, even though I like to harp on those things. But hopefully they run the table. You know, they have the second easy schedule. And let's see if they can make a run. Let's go. All right. That's all we got for you guys this week. Jose, where can the good people find you? At J Sanchez SI. Get at me, people. All right, and you can follow me on Twitter at mholder95. Follow the pod if you're not already at Sweetfly. Leave us those five-star reviews whenever you get a chance. Other than that, until next week.